0: You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk
1: well, Mark Patrasca is the senior pastor at the BH1 Elam over in Curzon Road uh, here in in Bournemouth, and no stranger to Hope FM airwaves. And as I <laughs> said right at the top of the program, every Sunday we we broadcast a service from BH1 Elam, and of course it's Mark's voice that usually introduces it is, that, yes. and often doing the teaching and so on. But before I talk to you about sort of church mm. life and all of that, Mark, mm. how did your Christian journey begin? Were, were you brought up with Christian influences? Well, that's uh, that
0: that's a long story blair and and we'd be here for the whole two hours if i was to go into depth but which i won't but in brief um we came to bournemouth my my mother and i came to bournemouth my my um uh dad was uh, uh not a great character and and we uh, came away from from yorkshire where i was born and we came down to bournemouth um when i was about four or five years old um my mum, uh, my grandma is Christian. My mum had a, a, a belief very much so, and we came down here, and I was really sort of plugged into the local um, Sunday school, which at that time was in Drummond Hall, over in over in Boscombe at uh, the the Brethren Church there. And in those days, you didn't go to Sunday school and sort of go into the service and then go out to Sunday school like like most do now. You went to Sunday school, so we didn 't go into the church. We went straight into the back hall at separate Drum Road. yeah, separate meeting, and I absolutely loved it. I used to walk up to there every sunday and uh, one, one of the things that we did was if you remembered the memory verses and things like that, you won points, and with your points, you could either buy sweets from the tuck shop or you could buy books from the bookshop. Mm. And I lost myself in books. I, I always bought books with my with my points, and um, and really that in itself had a great impact. Remembering those Bible verses and reading those books, I remember reading uh, uh, the Cross and the Switchblade and Run Baby Run when I was still very very young, and um, probably too young to understand the the depths of the stories really that I was reading. But they were fantastic stories. They captured my imagination. And so I would say that that was really where my 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 walk with Jesus began. And then when I was a teenager, my grandma had come down from Yorkshire to live with us. And uh, she I think it was my grandma that first took me to what was in those days the Wessex Christian Center in Hinton Road, uh, of course, next door to to where Hope FM started in the YMCA. Yep. And uh, and I remember going in there, and it, it was very very different to any kind of church in inverted commas that I'd ever experienced before. There were uh, drums and guitars and all you know, and people, uh, as I saw it at the time, sort of dibber dabbering and and all sorts That's of a things. You were dibber dabbering. Yeah, it was it was very very odd to me. And uh, and uh, I, I I went to school the following week. And I said to my, my best mate, you've, you've got to come with me and see these nutcases. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and that's kind of how it started. And we yeah. both went in the following week. And, and I can't tell you much about the service, only that I, I remember opening my eyes and I was on my face on the floor at the front in tears. And I remember turning my head and my best mate was right there next to me on the floor also. And, and, and how old were you when all this happened? I, I think I was about 15 at the time. Hmm. Yeah. And, and so I sort of got plugged in there. And of course, as a teenager, I, I, in my later teens, I, I kind of, I did the prodigal thing. I, I went off the rails a little bit. I, I, um, you know, lived my life, so to speak, got involved in, in, one or two things, nothing major, but, um, one or two things that really sort of pulled me away from, from my relationship with Christ and from the church, and uh, a very long story short, one day my mum—I was living in a bedsit in Boscombe—and my mum came round one day, and uh, you know she was she was scraping the mold off my plates and things like that. And uh, she looked at me and she said, "Come on, you've got to get back to church." And I said, "No, no, it's not for me. You know, I've kind of left that behind." She said, "No, it's not. A, it's not a question." And she she almost literally took me by the ear and, and dragged me out <laughs> and put me in the car. And we drove round and and we ended up somehow outside uh, what in those days was called Winter Nealam Church and went in and uh, there was a guy called Brian Lawson known as Shotgun Lawson because he was an ex-gangster. He'd been shot in the face and uh, (laughs) with a shotgun, you know, he had a steel plate in his face and things like that. And he was sharing his testimony and it really just hit me. And, um, uh, you know, looking back on it now, I see verses like, like in Revelation where it says, by the power of your testimony and the blood of the Lamb and I, there's real power in testimony and um and again i i gave my life back to jesus so to speak and uh and it it was in that church where i i eventually over the years eventually got married and then came into uh, being a minister in training there as well. No, so.
1: fantastic. Now, we're going to play a, a song uh, uh, which you've requested. Mm. And obviously, it's a, it's a person very well known to you. Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. Your son, in fact. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, even as we speak, is it in Bible college? He is. Uh, now, obviously, you know, the, the Bible talks about bringing the children up and mm. the way they should go. How many mm. kids have you got in total? I've got two. It's, yeah. so uh, it's got- my daughter's birthday today, actually. She's 12. Oh, many happy returns of the day what is her name zoe beth so zoe zoe beth many happy yeah. returns of the day have a fab- fabulous day <laughs> be spoiled you know absolutely uh, but uh, it must be a joy to you because obviously you, i think both of your children mm. share faith yeah. uh, and yeah. so on uh, but but the fact that you know that joe, joe chose yeah. to to mm. actually yeah. go into the ministry i mean mm. that must have been a wonderful news to you.
0: it is yeah yeah i mean he he was uh, he was actually planning to go into the military um and he he was uh restricted from doing so because he had a very mild case of um uh, eczema uh and that just restricted him they don't they don't allow anything like that and he was really gutted because he he'd really planned his life out in the military and uh he was he, he spent a lot of time praying about it and he sought counsel from other uh, trusted ministers as well, a fellow called Mike Robbins who, uh, is, who runs Compassion actually in the UK and he's he's down in Cornwall. He's a good friend of ours and Joseph spent some time talking to him and also Malcolm Hathaway who's one of our uh, associate pastors at the church. He's a retired lecturer from the Elam Bible College. He's the nephew of uh, David Hathaway for those who, who know David Hathaway's ministries and uh, and joseph came to me and he said what, what do you think about bible college son and i said well i've always i've always uh, advised people who come to me and ask about bible college i've all my advice has always been get some life experience first get a job do some life and then come back and think about it so he was coming straight from college to go to bible college and uh, and I looked at his life. He's he's been heavily involved in our recovery ministry at the church. Uh, Seventeen years old, he can talk. You know, as he was then, he could talk to uh, people who had been addicted to heroin for longer than he's been alive. Uh, you know, or had drinking problems for longer than he's been alive, and things like that. And he was respected by them. He he wasn't treated like a kid. He was he was uh, he was effective in that ministry. And he, I looked at him and I thought he's got more life experience than many of his age. And so, you know, I, I gave my blessing and encouraged that. And and so he applied. He, did, he didn't want to go to Morelands. We love Morelands. We do lots of work with Morelands. I have two Moreland students in my church. They're great. They're fantastic. Uh, but he wanted to uh, stick with our Elim stream. So he went to uh, Regents Theological College, which is, is uh, operated by Elim up in Malvern in Worcester. He started there in uh, October, I think, last year.
1: Now I've had him on the program, and of course, mm. uh, he's passionate about many things, particularly particularly music. Oh yes. <clears throat> and uh, this particular song that you have chosen, of course, is one of his. Yes. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah,
0: this this is the last song uh, that he wrote, or the last song that he recorded when we when we came to BH1 Elam Church. There was a an uh, an old radio station in the basement of the church called Radio Kids from from some previous ministry there. And so uh, we sort of stripped that out, and we, we gave the equipment away, and um, a lot of it we have. Yes, actually. absolutely, that's right. <laughs> and uh, and he you, he kind of turned that into a, a bit of an ad hoc recording studio. Um, of course, he studied music at Leaf Studio School and and whatever. But he's uh, if you look at his Spotify profile, it says I'm a musician for an audience of one, and that's Jesus Christ. He he has no desire to perform. In, in the in the world sense of performing, he's there to uh, to minister and to to be a witness for Jesus. And this song, um, uh, uh, "Set Me Free," I, I absolutely love this song. Not because it's my son, but because um, although that helps, of course, but but because it is such a great piece of music, and the message in it is uh, really close to the bone. I think.
1: Uh, Joe Petrowski there with uh, Set Me Free and of course you can listen to that piece of music and lots of other of Joe's pieces of music uh, on Spotify. Mm. Uh, and, indeed, and of course he's now at, at Bible College. Is he doing well? He
0: is, yeah. He phones me uh, uh, for for two reasons mainly. He phones me if he needs some money and uh, <laughs> and, and he phones me if he's got theological questions. So uh, we we usually have some pretty deep theological discussions once or twice a week when he's Working on papers and things like that, and he needs to, uh, you know, chat about something like predestination or, or you know, something, some, something that's far deeper than <laughs> than
1: my usual train of What's thought. What do you think, Dad? They <laughs> obviously uh, going back to you. I mean, we left mm. you, uh, you know, having been marched by your grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to church. So praise the Lord for grandmas, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, and whatever. When did, when did the beginnings of stirrings? for you possibly yourself becoming a minister mm. training in the same yeah, way that Joe yeah. has done when did that yeah. all
0: of that start in you? I, I was much older than Joseph is now when I came into ministry um, I, I'd had I, I was already in a career I was a prison officer out at uh, Guy's Marsh in Shaftesbury and I loved my job I, uh, I left school with very few qualifications and so So
1: you weren't an academic person. no
0: most definitely not so working as a prison officer really it it, it was a good job for my uh, kind of level of education if you will and uh, and I never really saw myself doing anything academic as such I enjoyed being a prison officer and uh, my wife and I actually went on holiday Uh, we spent the best part of a month in America in 2002 and we we were driving around and we were um or 2001 i can't remember 2001 2002 uh, we were driving around we we spent uh we just did a road trip across the desert Arizona and California and uh, through that we got involved with a a a teen challenge related mission called the called the Tucson Gospel Rescue Mission and we really felt that we wanted to go over there and you know spend some proper time over there and so we started applying for visas and things like that to go over there and work voluntarily. Uh, we sold our house. We did everything else that, you know, we didn't have kids at that time uh, or, or so Joseph. So you were freer to do that? Yeah, I think um, when we started that process of, of looking to go over there uh, longer term, Karen was pregnant with Joseph, I, th- I think, at that time. And... Um, and so we started to to kind of look into that and and make plans we really felt that this was god's calling and god's leading and right at the last moment of course this is this is uh, just a couple of years post 9/11 and the visa restrictions were very very tight for the us at that point point. and we got right to the last point we we'd, we'd spent 3000 pounds having our visas repair, uh, prepared by a by a us attorney who was based in the uk and uh, and right at the last moment, we went to the embassy to get our visas stamped and they just turned us down flat. They said no. And we were completely crestfallen. We we, we had no idea why has God led us down this path just to have the last door close. And we came home. We were absolutely dejected and uh, and, and crestfallen. And we had a house group that night, and our pastor uh, was Craig Cowley, who was the former minister at, uh, at, at winston Centre Centrepoint, as it was then. And uh, we were at his house group that night, and we were just talking about this. And we said, you know, why has God led us down this long, long path uh, for nothing to come out of it at the end? And Craig looked at us, and he just said, do you think God wanted you to go? Or do you think he wanted you to be willing to go? And that just dropped like a rock in my spirit. It, it was one of those wow moments. And then he looked at me and he said, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a preacher. And I laughed at him. Hmm. I actually laughed at him. And I, I said, no, nope, I'm not. I said, uh, I said, I I don't mind coming alongside people and helping people and supporting people. And I said these words, I will never stand on a platform and talk publicly. And, uh, and he just looked at me and he said, you will. You're going to go to Bible college and you're going to be a minister. And I said, well, if I'm going to go to Bible college, it will be a miracle because I'm never going to apply. And about three <laughs> days later, I got a phone call from the Bible college. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, of course uh, Craig had, had primed them up and uh, the the principal man called, or oh, the principal of the school of ministry which was a course at the bible college phoned me up and uh, he said um, I understand that you're you have a calling and you're going to be here uh, long and short of it was we ended up using the year off that I'd got from the prison service using that and the funds from selling our house to fund a year at bible college uh, and then I became a minister in training, and uh, and went on from there. Uh, and so that was really the start of that journey. And I'm, I, I'm. If you ask me what my calling is now, you know, I used to say things like, um, oh, "Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm an evangelist, or I'm, I'm a, whatever, or whatever." And I remember one of my regional leaders, a guy called Simon Foster, once saying to me, you need to decide what you're calling us is if you're an evangelist, evangelize. If you're a pastor, pastor. And I went and prayed and fasted for a week. And I came back to him and I said, Simon, I'm a pastor. He said, so go pastor. And that's what I do. I, I believe very strongly that I'm called to be a pastor. I love preaching. I love uh, I love growing church. I love visiting people. I'm, I like to be very hands on. I love to do pastoral visits and uh, and know the lives of the people in my
1: church. I walk their lives with them, and that's very very dear to me. This is Hope FM. Now, Mark Patyiskas, who's uh, the Pastor of BH1 Elam uh, right here in Bournemouth is my very special guest today. And we've just been talking about his spiritual journey. And I think we left it that you had just gone to Bible college. Mm. You've already said, of course, that you you didn't tag yourself as being an academic sort of person. So were you concerned about going to college that that might be a bit academic?
0: I was, yeah. I, I had a couple of concerns. I was concerned that I'd be the oldest person there. Uh, which I wasn't. Well, how old but, were you at that time? Uh, I was in my early 30s, I think. Sure. So not that time. old. Yeah. No, not that old. But I felt that I would be the oldest yes. person there. And uh, a, a funny thing that happened when I got there was, was that, uh, of course, I'd just come out of the prison service, but... This kind of—I don't want to call it a rumor. That's too strong a word. But people thought that I'd just come out of prison.
1: I thought you were an inmate.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah. and so, so, some people, surprisingly for a Bible college, were giving me a bit of a wide berth. Um, <laughs> but but I was happy with that. I I liked my space, so it was it was okay. But <laughs> uh, but no, it was a, it was an interesting year, and of course, it was a massive change to me. I'd never done anything like that, and I had to learn how to write a paper. I had to learn how to construct a paper. Um, but the course I did was quite practical as well. They did things like like teaching us how to conduct a wedding, teaching us how to do a funeral, t- uh, practical things for ministry. That, that Things that you would have to do in any absolutely, church. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was lovingly referred to by some of the three-year um, uh, degree students as the Colouring In course. But, uh, <laughs> you know, sit, sitting there with a pack of crayons and your tongue poking out the corner of your mouth. But it was...
1: But it was it was okay. It was it was great. Actually, it was a great course. Enjoyed it, and and, and obviously, you know, Craig, mm. I, I said had had said to you, "This is what you're going to be." I, yeah. I, I guess a yeah. prophetic word. Basically, Very much so. Uh, Very much so uh, to you. Yeah, but I guess it's one thing people giving you a prophetic word. It's another mm. thing actually to 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 walk in the Absolutely. reality. Absolutely, yeah, it is. So, so I guess going on and you. The, it must have really, the penny must have dropped that this actually mm. was where God wanted you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it was, of course, you know, I didn't I didn't just jump at it. Uh, uh, you know, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's give it a go. No, you questioned uh, it. No yeah, we, we questioned it. We prayed about it. And it, it would we, have been we... imp-
1: impacted Karen as well. Yeah, it? of course, of
0: course. Because, I mean, to be honest, we we sold our house. And we, li- we had to then, because we were, um, you know, we, I lived for many years in, in, Early, year. in fact, it was only in 2018 when I came to uh, Springboard that I came onto a full salary. I've always had jobs beside ministry, what we may now call bivocational. I always did that, and uh, and and uh, you know to support ourselves. So we lived in rented houses for about 15 years, um, and that that was part of the sacrifice that we decided that that we needed to make to to follow this calling it, it's not my calling it's our calling as a as a couple with my wife but also as a family and um and so we we did that and um, by the grace of god we've been able to buy a house again now but um uh, but that's a very recent thing really and so it was it, it's it been a real journey it's been an interesting journey and of course uh, uh, in the midst of all that running church growing church i've planted churches or i've planted a church i've, I've um, you know the church that we're in now we, 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 we is very, very different to the to how it was when we first came there five years ago. Um, so it, it's we've seen God do some incredible things, some miraculous things. We've been provided for in miraculous ways. We we've seen God move in in the most amazing ways. That I c- I cannot deny the existence of the power of God for today.
1: And of course that's really important because I mean we have generation mm. Z or generation yeah. Z if you're yeah. in the states <laughs> uh, uh, and I think that's sort of 11 to 25 year olds yeah. in the yeah. in the age span but yeah. of course a lot of those uh, a lot of those young young people and young adults are mm. uh, uh, are not necessarily uh, in church and I guess that one of the things that everybody's looking for is the authentic yes uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean how do you find it do you know, it's it's interesting. We
0: we have, um, you know, if we look at our own church, we, we get about 25 uh, young people to our youth group on a Friday night. We have about uh, 20. What sort
1: of age were they uh, that, That's
0: secondary school age. So that's 11 through to about 17. Mm-hmm. And then we have about 20-odd uh, of the younger group, which is primary school age. Um, uh, Friday lunchtime, we have a toddler time. We, we get you know, twenty toddlers plus parents. So, we're we're ministering on a weekly basis to sixty to seventy children and young people through our church ministry, through the various different things that we do, and that is a real blessing. But of course, we have to be relevant. We have to be. Uh, we, we took thirty young people to an event called Limitless One in Exeter um, just a couple of weeks ago. We saw that there were there were about three hundred young people there, and. I tell you Blair I see young people hungry for Jesus. Jesus is not irrelevant. Christianity is not irrelevant. And I think in a I I've heard th- th- the world today referred to you know we we have these phrases don't we such as um um uh, uh, post this or post that or whatever. And uh, uh for some time I've I've believed that we're living in what's called the post church age. Uh, But I heard somebody use the phrase the other day, we're living in a post-truth society. In as much as there is no absolute truth anymore, there is your truth or is my truth or what's true for you cannot might not be true for me or whatever. And that's okay. And that's it. Yeah. Whatever you whatever your truth wants to be. But but I, I see a generation of young people
1: who are hungry for truth. People are often referred to young people as the church of tomorrow, but of course At, that's, not, that's not true. they the, the church of today. The church yeah. of today. And actually that's the thing because if I, just this morning I was talking to my wife and I was saying that that actually God can do great miracles through the mm. prayers of children. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, and you know, yeah. over the mouths of babes yeah. and so on. Yeah. Um, so do you encourage the young people that you've got contact with actually to to get stuck in there? Yeah, and, definitely. And to to definitely. do what Jesus did effectively?
0: We, we use our young people in our worship team we've got a number of musicians within our young within our youth group and we we don't have like special sundays where the youth will lead the worship what we do is we integrate we them. integrate our young people into the worship team they are very much a part of the church i i will often have young people serving communion um our youth group leader leading communion i will have our young people taking up the offering and and things like that i i utilize children and young people in church so that they know that you know we're not we're not just making them sit there through the first 3 quarters of the service before they go out to Sunday school to do their bit we want them to experience the fullness of what church is church to me is family and it's growing family and church we we don't do uh, inverted commas family services, you know, sometimes you know we, we've done it in the past once a month is our family service Every service is family service every day is is family day We want to encourage our young people to worship. We want to for themselves We want to encourage our young people to be involved in church to get to know people. I often encourage People in church. I say to them on a sunday You know, don't don't leave it from Sunday to Sunday. Meet each other in the week. Acts chapter two, eat together in each other's homes with glad and sincere hearts. Uh, You know, share life together, not just with the people that you click with, but with other people, with new people, with with whoever it may be.
1: Well, that's uh, Brandon Lake and Maverick City music there with The uh, Rest On Us. These are great songs that you're choosing, yeah, More Powerful songs. But then, song, but then there's a lot of great songs coming out. I don't know whether yeah. you've heard Matt Redman's new one, uh, you know, uh, Son of Suffering. No, I haven't, but I will do now. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, folks, uh, Matt Redman is is Gordon T's guest today. Wow. So at five o'clock, yeah. if you tune in to Hope FM, uh, or if you can't tune in at five o'clock, then our Listen Back service or our yeah. podcast service, and you'll hear Matt talking about his brand new uh, album uh, and so on so we 're really looking forward to that so that 's five five p m uh today but the music coming out is very mm. anointed isn 't it is absolutely it, uh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah i think we I think we went through a phase maybe ju- just a few years ago where um all, all, i don 't want to make a blanket statement, but some of the songs that were coming out were a little bit sort of um um, weak in a way uh, you know I always think if you if you can take out the the word Jesus and put in and, and it can be a song about your boyfriend then you know maybe 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 that's not something that we might want to sing in church but it, it's uh, some of the stuff that's coming out now is and, and you know that's not a blanket statement I'm only picking a few a few examples there but um But some of some of the stuff that's coming out now seems to to have gone completely, you know, on the other side of the coin. It's really um, it's proclaiming Jesus, isn't it? And and
1: uh, that's what it's all about. That that's um, that's why we're here. Yeah. And of course, it's an interesting uh, time, isn't it, that we're living in? Because uh, you know, I it's it's hard to encourage people to. Even switch on their television sets mm. or, the, or some of the radios yeah. or whatever, yeah. because we've, we've had two and a half years of COVID. Mm. We, <laughs> we've obviously had these huge earthquakes, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and of course, obviously Syria and Turkey are very much. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Wales had a, yes. don't know they had a bit of an earthquake. The, yeah, you know? I know. I know. Uh, and on this St. David's Day, you know, I think some of the sheep fell over must have done yeah that was, that's what it was but, but i mean it's all bad news and then yeah. of course and then yeah. there's all this you know sort of correctness political that's correctness, right weak. yeah but but do you feel that this is creating a bit of a thirst in people you know in, in a sense that can things get any worse i do Blair i do i think there is a there's
0: a real push now um you know we we see terms like woke being being banded around don't we and I think people are, are pretty much fed up with it they they you know this this I was talking just a few minutes ago about my truth your tr- truth and of course we know truth is not subjective Some, something is either true or it is false it is real or it is not and um th- there are no there is no middle ground when it comes to truth it's it's either right or it's wrong and, um, and I think people are sort of waking up to that, really. And, and there's a real push. There's, there is a hunger. So pe- people are realizing, I think, and I, I'm, again, I'm making a very broad statement, but I think people are realizing that, um, hang on a minute, you know, this is, this is fact, something is, is either true or it's not. So what is truth? And and I find in my conversations with people generally out and about, people are hungry to know what truth is. And this is a time when the church has got to step up and say, right, OK, not be worried about um, what the world or what some people in the world might label the church as. I'm more concerned with what Jesus thinks of the church than I am with what people think of the church. And so to stand up and say, this is truth. This is what we stand for. This is Christ. And 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 to, to, you know, to to show that not to be belligerent or to be holier than thou or any of those things, not to be uh, unloving or unkind or any of those things, of course. But but to to find to show truth, to demonstrate truth through uh, our acts of kindness and love, I think, is is where we find the sweet spot.
1: Have you had a chance to view any of the episodes of The Chosen?
0: I haven't, Blair. I must be that person. I am the one uh, who hasn't seen The Chosen. It's on my to-do list.
1: Yeah, well, you'll have, to, you'll have to have a look at some of the episodes and then come back again. And yeah, absolutely, yeah. But what, what, one of the, the things that The Chosen does, it, uh, obviously it takes the Bible stories. Um, hmm. For those of you who don't know, by the way, you can download an app. Uh, in fact, two mm. apps I yeah. would recommend. One yeah. is The Chosen Itself. This is a, um, a, a, a drama series, yeah. uh, very well produced, yeah. uh, uh, all cloud-funded. Cloud fund, cloud that's mm. the word, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're now on their third series. It's mm. as, as taking the world by storm. But, but effectively what it does is they've got the world and its cat uh, yeah. uh, who are advising theologians, mm. uh, people from... Uh, from uh, academia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Researching, so you get the Bible stories, but what you but what you get mm. is you get what it might have been like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact it, I just uh, this week I was watching uh, the scene um, where Jesus says to his disciples, you know, well, folks, you know, you've, mm. well, you've seen what I'm doing, so off you go then. And yeah, and of course they have <laughs> apoplexy, you know. <laughs> but have you ever thought what it would what be, have been like? You know, suddenly you know that there you are, and, and let's be honest about it, a host Situation, yeah, yeah, hostile in terms of yeah. Jewish religious leaders yeah, at the time, yeah. and hostile because of the Romans. Mm, you know, mm. in, a, in a in a hostile in, a, in an occupied country, yeah. Uh, for Jesus to say, "Well, go and let it all hang out, <laughs> <Yeah>. folks." <laughs> uh, and the other thing, I, I really love it when Jesus said, "I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so yeah, they were yeah, nervous. Yeah, and yeah I said yeah, to people, "Well, what yeah. do wolves do to sheep?" Yeah,
0: yeah. We're, we're never. We're promised an easy ride, are we? We're, we're not promised, uh, you know, we don't come to Jesus for 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 an easy go of things. We, um, in fact, one of the most powerful gospel messages I've ever heard, I'd, I'd gone back into the prison that I used to work in um, with a local minister, a guy called Werner Oda from Tuckton Christian Fellowship. You may know Werner. Yeah. And uh, a couple of us, we, we were members of a, a, a local motorcycle ministry and we'd gone into the chapel in the prison. And Werner was preaching the gospel, and he did something which I took on as my own from there on. He, we, we've got maybe 40, 50 prisoners sat there, and he preached this powerful gospel message, and he said, right, I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you want to know Jesus, if you want to repent of your sin, there's a there's a, a word that many people don't like these days, isn't it? Repent. And uh, But he said, if you want to repent of your sin, turn away from your sin, turn towards Jesus... I want you to stand up right now in front of everybody. I'm not going to ask people to close their eyes or bow their heads or anything like that. Jesus died on a cross on a hillside with the whole world watching and jeering and laughing and shouting. If you're going to come to Jesus, start as you mean to go on and stand up here in front of everybody. And he did that. And uh, we we had maybe 10 guys stand up in front of all of their contemporaries and, and whatever. And it was powerful. And from that point on, that was a number of years ago now, every time I preach the gospel, I never ask people to close their eyes and bow their heads and slip up a hand. Putting up your hand doesn't make you a Christian. And uh, and I, I will ask people to stand up in front of everybody and uh, and make that hard choice, make that hard decision to follow Jesus, start as you mean to go on, and and I will never promise people an easy life as a Christian. But what I will promise people is uh, is, is a Savior that walks with them through every uh, trial and every temptation and every dark time. Uh, you know, love Psalm 23. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And, and he goes on. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You don't take my enemies away. But you feed me right there with them all standing and
1: watching. And of course, you know, going back to the sort of biblical experience, yeah. the disciples did go eventually yeah. you know, after they've huffed and puffed, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, 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 but of course they came back changed, didn't they? Absolutely. I mean, they they, yeah. uh, they came back saying, "Wow, mm. even the demons Yeah, 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 in your name." And, yeah. and Jesus says, "No swear I don't know what you're worried. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more or less." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But don't you think that one of the things that that I I think is one of the strategy I think the evil one to use with Christians is mm. to erode confidence absolutely I mean, we're talking yeah. about children and young people mm. you know and often when you when children pray they just have simple faith don't they and they, they do. just go for it yeah but but oftentimes you know I mean you you talked mm. about overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the yeah. word of the yeah. Testament yeah but if you say the Christians like would you like to come on the radio and give us a really good testimony? <laughs> well, you know, people run the opposite direction. You know? uh, oh, will there be anybody listening to me? Uh, yes. <laughs> By the way, I must say, I say to them, when you're in the studio, you're actually only talking to me. Don't worry yeah. about everybody yeah, else's yeah, eavesdropping, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it, but isn't it interesting how uh, it's almost as if there's been this strategy to erode mm. the confidence yeah. of, of yeah. people yeah. so that even to... To pray mm. for the sick and, yeah. and and to do the things that Jesus said, yeah. people, his disciples yeah. would yeah. do. Yeah. That, that do you think people have somehow got, got a
0: misconnection? Mis- I think so. I, I think in some ways, yeah. But but I think we're in many ways coming out of the other side of that now. Um, you know, I, I um, uh, know a lady called uh, Rosa, Rosa Rosa Trout. She uh, every year she does something called Walk for Freedom and uh it, it's all about the abolition of the modern slave trade and things like that mm-hmm. and they th- th- hundreds and hundreds of people on this march and they are they are standing up for truth they're standing up for Jesus they're putting themselves out there and they're doing it uh we were challenged on Sunday in our in our tea we're doing a series on the book of James at the moment in church and uh uh one of my associate pastors pastor Gareth Sherwood um was was preaching on Sunday and uh uh actually no i've got that wrong we did a men's breakfast he he also spoke at our men's breakfast on saturday and it was during the men's breakfast he said it's easy to look at what's wrong in the world and to and to tut and shake our heads and say oh this is wrong and that's wrong and you know whatever but why why not instead of just pointing out the problems why not be the solution start a solution be part of the solution
1: Well, uh, um, Pastor... Mark has had a bit of a rebuke here from a member of his congregation, Danny. Yeah, I think you're on the right lines, indeed. Mark, it's about time you started to re- <laughs> watch the shows. Uh, he's, re- he's repenting, Danny, even as as, you, as we speak. So you know, your words have some powerful effect. Yeah,
0: I've got to I've got to say hello, Blair, if you don't mind, to to uh, Madison, Chase, and Riley as well, who are who are probably at home. Uh, well, no, Riley will be at school, but they're they Madison and Chase will be at home listening. And uh, yeah, isn't it great to have a famous pastor on the radio.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> this is Hope FM. Well, uh, Pastor Mark Petraskis, who uh, is the lead pastor at the BH1 Elam, is my very special guest today. He has his own fan club here. <laughs> <own text I laughs> all, all three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and and Danny is pretty strict because you said, listen, I was on the radio long before you Yeah, no, I know. I didn't know that, Danny. Yeah. Well, may, see, maybe we can get you back. See, you live, you live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, well, if I was to rock up today, I mean, mm. I I, mean, I have been, of course, to, to, yes, of to course. your yeah. church yeah. on a number yeah. of occasions, but not recently. Mm. So if I was to come next mm. Sunday, for example, mm. what would I find? Well, the,
0: the, the church, this is in no way a boast in, in myself, but the church is going through a real period of growth at the moment, which is fantastic. Not just numerically, but... In uh, in the lives of people, people people are, are connecting with Jesus in a in a, in a really relevant way and growing in themselves, and and that is seeing itself in in uh, you know um, in in church growth on a Sunday, which is wonderful.
1: So you're getting um, good
0: numbers coming out there. Yeah, I mean I mean compared to where we were, you know, when we came to the church five years ago, yeah, yeah, we 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 really are, and. Um, Uh, But but for me, church is about uh, I, I have this thing I always refer to back to basics church. I believe in Acts chapter two church. Uh, you know, you reread the last few verses of Acts chapter 2. I referred to it earlier on. They ate together in each other's homes, uh, you know, with glad and sincere hearts. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I, I believe in that. I believe in uh, worship, word, and spirit is another one of my taglines. I believe in in freedom of, of expression in worship. I believe in, in uh, depth of relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I believe in depth of teaching with the word of God. And, uh, and 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 th- so that that's kind of our ethos for church if you will and that works itself out in many different ways we have a great church program we run uh w- if we go through the week we run um uh monday's evenings we have recovery ministry for people uh struggling with addictions and life controlling circumstances um tuesday we have a coffee morning Called coffee with friends which was originally aimed at, at people who are lonely or older um you know maybe in the community uh people who might not see somebody else from from day to day um and that's great and it's really kind of expanded we get all sorts of people coming into our coffee morning now which is fantastic that's on tuesday um we have a youth bible study on a tuesday evening um uh, you know, we, we normally get sort of 12, 13 teenagers on a Thursday evening coming and just really getting into the word of God, which is fantastic um, on a uh, Thursday evening. Oh, sorry. On a Wednesday, we have our Bible study, which we do on Zoom at the moment that started in lockdown. Uh, out of necessity, but we've carried it on because it works really, really well. People love that, and we're just putting a house group program together at the moment. So we're launching house groups at Easter. Uh, so we'll have a number of house groups around the area, and uh, and then of course on Friday really is 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 our youth and children's day. Uh, Dan- Danny, who we were just uh, talking about, Danny, um, uh, Danny runs uh, what we call Toddler Time, which is a fantastic. I can't describe how amazing it is to see uh, all these mums and dads and carers and 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 your grandparents bringing children, toddlers and babies in on a, on a Friday and be, having a lovely sociable time, but also being ministered to in a very realistic way. And then we have uh, Jam, which stands for Jesus and Me. That's our younger kids club on a Friday evening, and that's followed by Youth. Uh, again, later on, on a Friday evening. And then we have late lounge, which is for the older youth, the sort of uh, 16, 17, 18 year olds. They they stay a bit later on a Friday and have late lounge, which is a, often erupts into a time of worship in that, you know, they they sometimes just go into the church and pick up the instruments and, and engage in spontaneous worship, which, again, I cannot describe how happy that makes me, you know, the feeling of Of elation, if I come into the church building and I see, I see ten teenagers on the platform just spontaneously playing music and worshiping Jesus. You know, no words up, no, Mm. no, no, no spotlights, just them and
1: Jesus. It's wonderful. Watch out, you know, because I mean, (laughs) I I know you haven't had too much time to look at what's happening in the United States, (laughs) but in in Asbury University, there Mm. was just a handful of. Yeah. actually young 20 year olds mm. who mm. started to pray and, yeah. and 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 in fact they didn't even have words in the screen yeah. Mark yeah. and it ended That's up it. Uh, I think last Sunday there were 25,000 people yeah. Yeah. who descended upon the, Bring you'll it you'll have to have a bigger church though Mark uh,
0: hey listen I, you, do you know what I'll, I'll take it out into Kings Park I don't care we, we, yeah. we, we, we'll we do it
1: absolutely we'll, um, maybe we could do a joint church thing you know yeah, where we all join together and put yeah. in, in fact maybe just use the football stadium and you know, why not yeah absolutely yeah, cash, yeah. You know. Jesus is more important than football, anyway. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm joking, really, but it, but obviously Jesus Himself said that without vision, yeah, the people, people perish. Perish. I mean, yeah. What, what is your vision, and what, what what is your vision for not just for your church, but for these churches, mm. it were? I I
0: believe in church family. I believe that that church is family, and so when I when I look at um, you know growing church, I actually look at growing family. Families don't always get on. We have arguments. We fall out,
1: but we're united. And of course, you knew and about that with, with way, way back with all the pen of your dad and so on. Yeah, it, it's you know it, it it it's just how it is,
0: and uh, it, and it's life. It's about walking the journey of life together. We we brought, um, let's see, one, two, three, three, three families and, and uh, a couple of single people into membership on Sunday. And for us, membership, it's not about like what they can do for us as members. It's about how we partner together and it's about how we join us. Yeah, it's about how we walk life together. And, uh, you know, that's what it is for me. That's what church is. It's it's walking life together following Jesus.
1: And, of course, the church was very – is still close to the heart mm. of God himself. He said, I will build my church. Yeah, it's the bride of Christ. But I, but I suppose then there's no reason then the church then gets walloped mm. from everybody else. Because, oh, of course. Because yeah. Jesus actually said, well, you should respect yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: this. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think if, if – um, I believe the church grows best when it's being persecuted the most. Um, you know, We see that throughout history, church history, um, you know, right from – Biblical times from the birth of the church. The church has been persecuted and uh, we shouldn't be surprised when people come against us. I, I believe that we shouldn't expect non-Christians to live as Christians. We, you know, we can't expect to impose our standards on the world. But what we can do is love people and share the gospel with people, share the gospel of, of repentance in love and bring people in and then, uh, you know, just show them how to walk life together you're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk.
1: Now, Mark, when you were talking about all the activities that you do in the church, I again, mm. I, I have to admonish you, I'm afraid, but <laughs> because you, you neglected to mention something that you I do did. every Sunday, yeah. uh, which is... Is Hope FM, of course, yes, I know. Uh, you see, so you're broadcasting, uh, you know, uh,
0: not live, not live. I think my, my grandma couldn't understand how
1: I could be in church and on the radio at the same time. Ah, you see, it's the mm. power, the part of the radio, <laughs> uh, yeah. But nevertheless, but it is great actually because it yeah. sort of extends your, you know, it your, does, uh, it your, does, your ministry, your ministry yeah. Uh, I was um, the, um, now, obviously, we've been talking about the sort of whole confidence thing mm. in, yeah. in, in people. And, and I guess that one of the, the challenges for any pastor, really, or any Christian leader is mm. to enable people, you know, to, to really grow, mm. to mm. understand, you know, uh, the implications of the, of yeah. the gospel in, 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 yeah. in, in yeah. their lives. So I guess, would you put spiritual growth before numerical growth? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: um, uh, one of the previous pastors from our church, a guy called Malcolm Duncan, um, who, who's an Irishman, actually. Of course, um, Blair, Still going you, strong. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's in Dundonald in in Ireland now. Great, great guy. Um, but I remember him speaking at a conference one day, and he said, he said, Jesus didn't die just to fill empty seats in church. That that's that's not the mission. The mission is hearts and lives. Numerical growth in church, whilst it's a great thing, it's something that comes out of spiritual growth. It comes out of spiritual revival. When I talk about revival, I'm not talking about churches being filled. I'm talking about hearts being filled.
1: I mean, you talked earlier on about walking into church and seeing the young mm. people on the platform and yeah. just spontaneously worshiping. Yeah, him. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess that that must be the thing that brings joy to anybody's mm. heart. Saying, I mean, whether, whether it's the young people on the platform or are the are yeah. the people uh, who you pastor and you mm. look after, absolutely uh, developing a confidence, you know, yes. so that in their homes yeah. and in the, you know wherever God has placed them, that actually yeah. they're they're living confidently mm. with all the all the stuff, the yeah. negative stuff. That's but, it. You know, sta- it. not only. Sort of uh, retreating, but actually moving in Mm -hmm. and sort of taking back, you know, uh, I guess that must bring joy to anybody's heart.
0: It does. It does play absolutely. Yeah, it's it's all about investing in people's lives. Um, You know, as a a pastor, I believe that a a pastor is a teacher, is a shepherd. He he or she, we we do have women in ministry in Elim, and um, we love that. We celebrate that very much. So, (laughs) um, but we we um, you know we, we we believe that being a pastor is, is a calling and uh it's something i take very very seriously
1: yeah, indeed and of course you you spend a lot of time you know outside of the church mm. i mean obviously we haven't touched on the fact that you you do conduct a lot of funerals obviously it's not appropriate yeah. for us necessarily no
0: to, no not to not as many about. as i used to i mean when when i was in a church plant situation it was how i made my living and so and so i've, I've conducted a lot i do i you know i, I do one or two now but um Nowhere near as many as I used to.
1: But there again, I mean, it, it is quite a task, isn't it? Because mm. I know that many of the funerals that, in fact, the one that you and I both attended, mm. you know, mm. it was it was quite sad in some ways yeah. because yeah. it was somebody who had taken their own right. life and yeah. so on. And, and I guess that, you know, when you're in situations like that, I, one thing I, I did mm. notice was how you... You really preached to the living, you yeah. know, and and, yeah. you, and you brought hope mm-hmm. uh, to those mm-hmm. who were living. Yeah. And interesting, unbeknownst to you, of course, somebody who <laughs> was in that same service that we shared together <laughs> had actually that previous week lost both his mother and That's his right. father. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, yeah. you know, God has a wonderful way, actually. The timing's yeah. incredible, isn't it? Absolutely. You never
0: know, do you? You never know sometimes what what impact your words have on the people who are hearing them.
1: Now obviously we we touched on 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 revival and mm. of course revival is you know whenever God uh, comes close by the way next week uh, folks I'm going to be uh, dedicating the program to talking about the what's happening in Asprey. and Wonderful. also and also some some people's experience of revival mm. here that will be for next next week mm. but but of course revival shouldn't come as a shock because Jesus actually you know and the Bible does talk mm. about it in the last days yeah. God's yeah. spirit will be poured out the pro- it prophecies yeah, prophecy itself, but but I've I've often felt whenever I've looked at society and mm. and I don't know whether you feel because you you can't get alongside people without feeling their pain yeah and so on absolutely and and I don't know whether you've drawn the same conclusion as me but I I often felt God you know it, it's only really you that's yeah. going to come and and pour healing mm. you know. Uh, yeah. And to bring peace, and to actually yeah. to bring his truth that you talked about, yeah. uh, and of course for many of us, and then that, there's that little word repentance, of yeah. course, <laughs> uh, which I'm pleased to say <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it's alive and well. <laughs> well, it is. It's coming back full on, and repentance is just admitting, yeah. admitting that That's you it. know we're yeah. we've done wrong, and we yeah. need him. You know,
0: yeah, and yeah. all of us have. It's it's not it's not you've done wrong or this person's done wrong. It's We've all it's the great leveling factor isn't Exactly, it? Yeah. yeah. I love that verse that says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, because it, it is, as you say, it's a leveler. It puts us all in the same
1: place. Now, your next song from Elam signed is mm. pa- Power in, in the Blood. Yeah. And, and you've yeah. already alluded to this earlier on in the yeah. program, you know, but, but I mean, yeah. obviously, some people will look at Calvary and yeah. they think, Well, what a disaster that was. <laughs> yeah. But of course. Uh, g- 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 Sorry, I'm laughing. It's, it's, okay. yeah. it's true, though, isn't it? It is. It, it's uh, it's Good Friday, and of course the other the other thing is people will look at you know take the earthquakes and things, and, yeah. all, and people yeah. who have never paid any attention to God will say, "Hearken, a God of love." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but but actual fact that there is power in the blood. But if you were explaining mm. that to your congregation, yeah, how, how would you do it?
0: Wow, that's, that's a big one, isn't it? Because we use these phrases like like the blood of Jesus and, and whatever, and we don't think about how they might impact people who have never heard of the blood of Jesus. Well, why on earth would you want to be washed in blood? It sounds incredibly macabre. It sounds like something from a horror movie, doesn't it? It does. If you've never heard of Jesus or the blood of Jesus and you don't know what it means. And, uh, and, and you know, just to come back to your, your previous point there, I heard something wonderful a little while ago. They, somebody said, people ask if, if God is good, why is there so much evil in the world? And they'll say well, with why why with so much soap, why are there still dirty people in the world? And that's the truth of it, isn't it? We've got to take it and we've got to apply it. And... Um, and to talk, goodness me, I, we've got fifteen minutes left, and I've got to talk about the blood of Jesus, and uh, I, I could go on and on and on. Well, you next blood sermon, you know, perhaps. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, absolutely, it, it just goes back. I mean, we can go right back into the Old Testament and and look at at blood being a, a, a you know, blood is is the price that needs to be paid for for separation from God and uh and you know in 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 the old times that was done through sacrifice it was you know sacrifices happened and um because we we're it 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 comes down to guilt i'm i'm muddling my words around a bit here because i'm on the spot but we, it comes down to guilt we're all guilty of sin and and all of us has earned
1: death but it's interesting isn't it because i mean the, uh, when the children of it when the, the, you, know, the, the you know they you know were coming out of israel and there was all the uh, all the plagues and mm, so on but, yeah. but of course uh, what's amazing is how the the stories in the old testament yeah. all yeah. point to jesus yeah. and of course the the way in which the angel of death passed mm-hmm. over homes yeah. was because yeah. the blood of the lamb was
0: painted on the door actually, and it's interesting
1: yeah. that the jesus is referred to yeah. as the lamb
0: Absolutely. of God. Yeah. And of yeah. course,
1: so therefore, in the same way that uh, I guess that the power of the blood is when, when we're washed clean yeah. Yeah. because of his sacrificial... And
0: do, do you know, death. Blair, the amazing thing with that was that, that when the angel passed over, he didn't look at who was in the house. He looked at the blood.
1: Absolutely. And that's the that's same... And that's a the very good with, point, isn't yeah. it? Because uh, some people think they're too, they're too bad yeah. even to pray. Yeah. All of us can
0: be under... that. Jesus shed his blood on the cross for every one of us, we have to come under that blood covering ourselves.
1: Well, let's listen to that, that wonderful song from Elam side. Mm. Yeah. And this is Power in the Blood. Yeah. That's Elam's sign there, and there is power in the blood. And of yeah. course, uh, as we head towards you know Good Friday and the whole mm. Easter story, of course, uh, I guess that that power in the blood was that the sinless Saviour laying down yeah, His life, absolutely. But opening up a way, and that yeah. of course is what we call the gospel, isn't it? Yeah, it it's, is. it's Jesus it is. that's it paying the price? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it must be uh, it must be a, a wonderful time is now. And I, mean, I, hmm. I find it difficult, you know, as to which which Christian season is. <laughs> yeah. I really love the Christmas and the birth of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but, it's, but it's, Easter it's, is so triumphant, yeah, you know. That's it. That's it. You can't have one without
0: the other. Kenny, Christmas and Easter are two ends of the same story.
1: No, it's fantastic. Um, and and are, it. you, are you planning
0: anything special? This well, year? do you know? Actually, I was just talking with another church leader um, uh, yesterday about the possibility of doing something joint together on Good. Friday, we haven't quite ironed that out yet, so so I won't I won't mention it too much at this point. But um, uh, I love Good Friday. Uh, you know, I have two other pastors in the church, uh, Pastor Gareth. Sherwood and Pastor Malcolm Hathaway. And, you know, we, we on an average month I preach twice and they each preach once each that, you know, that's averagely how we work it out. But one of the things I, I do is, is I always I've got to take Good Friday. I love to preach the word on Good Friday. It is my thing. And it's probably my Good Friday and Pentecost Sunday. Are probably my favorite two Sundays of the year.
1: I don't know whether you ever heard Tony Campolo's preach, uh, yeah. but you know, he's saying it's Friday. And then yeah, said, it's yeah, fr- Sunday's uh, things coming. Things are really, it's Friday. Yeah. But he yeah. said, but. Sunday's, Sunday's coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: It is. Uh, I've heard that on a, a, a couple of times from different people. It's it's very very powerful.
1: And I suppose that really the resurrected Christ is yeah. what is what brings us the uh, hope. Actually, yeah. it's one of the reasons why the yeah. station is called Hope. But yeah. of course, the you know the fact that Jesus is alive. Yes. Uh, and is very much interacting with yeah. us yeah. today. Yeah, uh, 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 and so on. And of course, the fact that that there is that 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 love which is yeah. extended yeah uh, for you as a pastor and a church leader that must be really comforting because i if you're like me you know when you look mm. at all the needs of people mm. around you mm. you can think oh my goodness you know uh but of course in the midst of that the lord gives you words just yeah. like craig give you that yeah, absolutely word, that's right that one day you yeah. would be a pastor yeah yeah, you know? um, yeah. Do, does god does god give you words yeah
0: sometimes Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. scary sometimes, yeah. isn't it? It's uh, I I in fact uh, preached a two-part series, a two-part sermon not long ago on uh, hearing from God and then talking to God. Mm. It's it's all it's all you know, I believe in conversational relationship with Jesus and
1: yeah. And of course the thing is is that you know people think you know well, do you have to put on a special voice, or whatever. <laughs> oh Lord, who looketh that upon us! You know, <laughs> you do that a bit too well, Blair. Um, I've got lots of practice, you know. But but, but of course, even just help. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, and and that's it. Look at look at the thief on the cross next to Jesus. What did he say? You know, he, he, he didn't have he didn't have a long time to live a great Christian life. He he literally, you know, to, to paraphrase greatly,
1: he just said, "Help," and Jesus said, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." Mm, and in fact, even in biblical times, you know, like uh, sometimes I mean, the lady just touched his cloak yeah, and the issue it, of blood." Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people didn't yeah. say much, but Jesus looked no. at them and he said, "Your faith." That's your faith it. has yeah, made you whole yeah, yeah. And Seize guess, the heart it's just trusting isn't yeah, it yeah that's it so as we close people will mm. be wanting to, me to tell you know, how, how do I check this <laughs> man out how do I go to his church and give it a and now wow. not, if you're in your own church you yeah. will obviously keep going there yes and, absolutely you know. Yeah, but if you, if you would like to maybe go and visit uh, yeah. BH1 Elim yeah. how are you, what are the services on sunday
0: well you can you can find us on our website at springborn.org or by searching BH1 Elim on social media we'd uh, uh, love to hear from you. Um, our church building is in Curzon Road, which is just off Nurse Road, not far from the fire station. Um, uh, many people know Cherry's Diner, which is the cafe uh, that people go to often before football. Um, tiny little cafe on a corner. And, uh, and we're the huge church building that takes up half the street opposite there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, not know, Sunday you take lot all the parking in? We, we have our own car park. Uh, so but, but yeah it's usually pretty chocker i mean getting out is getting out of the car park is a thing because it's last in first out well you see if it's chocker now mark i
1: mean what's it going to be like whenever you know
0: uh, we'll build a multi-story if we need to
1: blair absolutely I'm, I'm i'm thinking we might need to think about more joint working together That's it, and, yeah, and whatever yeah, yeah.
0: this is hope fm